Good morning. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. This is the day that you have given, and we enter in rejoicing and hoping, praying, trusting that you are our God. And that you have revealed yourself in three persons. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we worship you this morning by coming together and trusting, Father, that it is through your written word that you will speak to us this morning. So I pray, Father, that you will speak to us. I pray, Father, that you will lead us and guide us in all that we do, especially right now and for the rest of the day. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen. Good morning once again. I'm, um, I've been studying from the book of, or the letter I should say, Second Timothy, epistle, or Second Timothy. We commonly call it, an, call it an epistle, which really uh, I like to just think of it as a letter. Written by Paul to Timothy, but I think it applies to all of us as Christians. There's a Timothy in every one of us, and it is simply a believer, New Testament believer in Christ Jesus. And so it speaks to us, all of us, today. I'd like to invite you to turn with me over to 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Over in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I will read and I ask that you follow along with me as I try to uh, hopefully encourage you with these words and just share with you. That's basically that's all I'm doing right now is sharing with you some things that God has placed in my heart, I believe, and that has encouraged me. And I'm trusting that it will also encourage many of you. I hope that it will encourage all of you. But uh, only time will tell, correct? So anyways, I'll begin reading at Second Timothy Chapter 4. It begins by saying, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of the appearing, in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. 
endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. And I'd like to stop there and share with you what I believe this is saying to us as Christians. New Testament believers. As New Testament believers, I believe that this is saying to us that we as children of God must always be ready to give an answer for what we believe. Give an answer for why we believe in God. The God of this Bible. We believe that God, the God of this Bible especially, and I believe this is what Paul is uh, trying to, uh, was, was trying to encourage Timothy, and, and through it, the Holy Spirit is trying to encourage us as well, is that we must be ready to uh, be questioned about why we believe in this God. We must be ready to answer the question, who is this God and why we must believe? We must never forget that as Christians, at one time, we who were not Christians were in sin and misery. We must not forget that this God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, to earth, to live in this earth, and to die in this earth. And after His death, He was resurrected from the dead as a sign to us that this is the Christ, the Messiah, the promised Messiah, that all those who were, who came before us, and I'm speaking especially of the Old Testament saints, believers, they were waiting for this, looking forward for this Messiah to deliver them from what would be eternal death, the eternal punishment. For sin. We must never forget this. And you know. This is what we need to tell other people as well. We need to tell other people. That you know. We believe in a God. That is able. To deliver us. From our sin. That is. A uh, rebellion. Against God. That is. The hope of being reconciled to a God that clearly has a problem with us. We may not have a problem with God, but God has a problem with us. And for all those who are in Christ Jesus especially, we know this. And we realize that before we were Christians, God had a serious problem with us. And he had to fix it. And he did fix it. By sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you, 
to die for me, that is to die for all of us. To bring us back into a right relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To bring us into his arms, as if, as if, 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 if you could just imagine with me, to bring us back into his good favor, his arms, his loving arms, so that he can care for us, so that he could bring us up, raise us up, and encourage us by sending his Holy Spirit to sanctify us. You know, that's the word that I know we often don't use, especially from day to day, but it speaks about basically a way of cleansing us from our sins, cleansing sin from us, so that we can enter into the presence of God Almighty. So that we, when, when we enter into His presence, He would reach out to us as well, God the Father, with loving arms, to care for us, to take care of us. And to raise us up into a people that worships Him sincerely. A people that loves Him with all our hearts, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. I speak to you this day, trusting that it is God that wants you to know this. Are you with me? Verse 6, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. What is that day? Do you know what that day is? What day is Paul talking about here? Well, there is a day that is coming. A day in which God, the Father, will send back the Son. That is Jesus, the Christ, the Christ of God. And when he comes back, he will come back to judge both the living and the dead. That's what we believe as Christians. And we must not forget this. We must not forget that we are as pilgrims only passing through. Looking forward to the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is our faith. This is what we trust in. This is what we believe. We believe in a God that is eternal. We, be, we believe in a God that is powerful enough to transcend all time. A God that is even right now with us by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. And that one day this Christ will return. Are you ready? Will you be ready? He can return any time. 
He can return right now. Are you ready? Do you believe? Are you trusting in the words that I'm speaking right now? The words of God. Are you trusting in the truth, knowledge, and wisdom of God? The truth is, is that Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, he will come to judge, once again, the living and the dead. In order to do that, he will need to resurrect the dead. In order to do that, all those who have died, all those who have gone before us, all those saints who have, come, who have gone before us, that is, those who, whose bodies are now in the earth, but their spirits, their souls are in heaven, will be coming back with him. Do you believe? I believe. And I hope that you believe too. I hope that this will raise your sights. Or I should say, I hope that this, when I say raise your sights, what I'm saying is I hope that this will encourage you to not linger on this life. This life is only temporary. This life was not meant to last forever. Your relationship with God, though, that will last forever. Your relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that which you have been baptized in, will last forever. Do you believe? Now, I would like to continue to read on, but because time doesn't permit, I hope that this will encourage you. I hope that you will be encouraged by these words. I hope that as you enter into this day, I hope as you go to work, go to school, wherever you may go, wherever you may be, I hope that you're ready to give an answer for the joy that's within you, the peace that is within you that comes from God with these words. We are not our own. We have been brought with the price of the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And therefore, our joy comes from God. Our joy is the result of our, our trust in Him. A God, a living God, an eternal God in Christ who one day, at any moment, I should say, will return because we are in the last days. And again, we're just waiting for his return. And in that day, in that day, I want to assure you that there will be no more crying, no more weeping. No more sadness. No more death. No more wars. The things that you are going through right now. If you are sick in bed. Because of cancer. Because of whatever it is that you are dealing with right now. Any disease. That will be gone in that day. Do you believe? Are you with me? I hope that you are. Let us pray. 
Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for these words. I pray, Father, that for all those who believe, that you would send forth your Holy Spirit, that you would encourage their hearts so that their thoughts and their emotions will be only that which is divine. Their thoughts and their emotions will be like Christ, like Jesus, like, like the thoughts and emotions of Jesus, our Lord. And that they would trust in you, that you will provide for them all that they need in this life and in the life to come as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And with all those who have gone before us, they too shall return. And we will all be united and joined in that day to worship you, to praise you, to give you all that you deserve. The glory. So I pray and ask this in Jesus' name and in Jesus' name alone. Amen.